Hey, Karma fam, this is Indra, and I am alone for today's intro because Deanna's having quite the week. She is moving, she has tons of tests for her new master's program, so she needed a week off, and that's just fine. I'm here to say hello and to introduce this episode that we have for you today which is um, really exciting. It's with David Yontaf from the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, which if you haven't heard it yet, you should definitely check it out. Um, He interviews so many people who have been on all sorts of reality TV, lots of Bravo shows, obviously, but other TV shows like from way back in the day, The Real World, all those MTV reality shows, all these crazy things. So he has a really great podcast. You should check it out. And um, we chatted with him actually back in December. So rewind a little bit. Think back to December. This was right after Jax and Brittany from Vanderpump Rules. It was announced they would not be returning for the next season, if there's even going to be a season. So that's kind of where we were at. It was in December, um, a couple months ago. But everything that we talked about is pretty much relevant now. We cover everything from like old 90s reality TV up until present, the housewives, everything going on. And um, David gives us our take, his take, sorry, on why we haven't had an Indian housewife yet and what he thinks of family karma. And it's you definitely want to hear what he has to say. He is a reality TV like he knows it all. He knows he's like an encyclopedia. He knows every single show who's been on what it's just amazing. So he has a lot of like thoughts on the genre and in general, which are really interesting and just a lot of other great stuff in this interview. So looking forward to that. Before we get into that, I did want to just let you all know some exciting news from the family karma cast. Um, Sean and Pooja, have just gotten engaged. They went on a little vacation to Mexico. And while they were there, Sean proposed to Pooja. And you should check out their Instagram and our Instagram for all these really fantastic pictures. And it's super exciting. I know I want to go to their wedding. Um, Invite me and Deanna. (laughs) But I mean, seriously, a Patel wedding. That's going to be a good one. So anyway, Just wanted to say congratulations to them. Super exciting. And I did want to let you know about our upcoming episodes. We're going to be finishing up our recaps of the fabulous lives of Bollywood wives coming up soon. And we'll be talking to Sangeeta Patel, who is a HGTV Canada star, which is really exciting, and many other interviews and great stuff having to do with South Asian Americans in pop culture. So please do make sure you're subscribed. And thanks so much for listening. Let's listen to this interview that me and Deanna did with David Yontef from the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast. anyone ever told you you kind of look like brian austin green Every, everybody tells me that you and then so i am crushing hard See? on you this, we, we can do all this on i air. mean but people do tell me that yes and you and what do you think i'll take it but i just think <sighs> i think it's funny how everybody says that 
It's shocking. He's so hot. I think so. And I'm huge into 90210. I'm huge. It's like I when I was it. young, I heard it all the time, and then I didn't hear it for a while. And then, like, lately, every single person tells me that. Literally. Because they just had the the new show come Maybe out. That's did you watch it, it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I love, yeah, me too. I love Brian Austin Green. There's nothing. Oh, yeah. I see nothing wrong with that so like the thing about brian austin green is um like how megan fox chose what's that guy's name machine but machine gun, gun kelly mas- is really hot too you yeah. think so? i kind of think he's hot too there's a there's Why? a something we need to discuss this it's he's some- like the younger hotter version of brian austin green but i think brian <laughs> austin green is hotter what you know i think brian is hotter but i like them all they're both good. <laughs> Wait, Indra, I need to hear why you think. I look at this man, and and granted, I can't name one of his songs, so maybe part of it is he's. You know what I mean? Like, like, like you're into his music, or you see him on in a music video. No, I'm not into his music. I think he's just like there's some. He's hot. Like he's he's like the same type as Brian Austin Green. He's like lanky and skinny and looks like he maybe has a drug problem. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And he's cute. he's cute too. He's cute. He is. I mean, I see. I like blondes too. Yeah. The thing about that relationship, which I'm, I totally understand why they didn't last, is because she was so young when they started dating, and she didn't really. I'm guessing like have a lot of dating experience before him and she was just well she had all that like stuff in Hollywood like being treated terribly by like big producers and directors and stuff like that so but now that she's with him it seems like it's this is real like there's no more like you think well yeah. I mean I don't think she's going back to Brian like you know how they were like on again on yeah again? on and on right yeah over like this is it well because she was playing stepmom I mean she was probably 19 totally when she was playing wife and mother yeah. to his because she, he was married to Gina if yes. you guys watch that Vanessa show. Marcel. from 90210 yeah what's Vanessa her name Marcel from General Hospital yes who is gorgeous. gorgeous yes yeah and so like she's just been filling that adult role as and so this is like we all need to go through that experience of like I'm not saying he's a fuck boy but like <laughs> dating like someone who's really rebellious mm-hmm. and yeah has tattoos maybe doing drugs like I support this for people as long as you're not like heavily into drugs. I, I think they're both really hot, Machine Gun and Brian. I, I'm happy with both. <laughs> but Brian is hot. He is. I mean, he's the Brian hottest. Brian is so, so hot. hot. He held up the, you know, he's the hottest of the nine or two. The best. Boys. Yeah. The he best. doesn't age either. Mm-hmm. Like, That's he the really thing. doesn't. It's just, it's so hard because I'm in, um, I'm in like isolation and quarantine right now. And so when I get to talk to people about pop culture. Yeah. And connect you those feel dots. Normal, right? Yes, it's a secret language that we all work on on our own. Mm-hmm. And so, if you think about it, when we all get to come together, we have this unspoken understanding with each yeah. other. But you get to talk to people all the I time. I know. About- I mean, the guests that you have, like, incredible. There's been a lot of them. Yes. Well, that's why I went to five days a week because. I'm literally, I know these are like first world problems, but I'm literally, even today it's happened. I'm literally at the point where I'm not 
listen, I'm not going to turn any guests away. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I do for real, go yeah. after guests, but like today I just opened up my email and now there's like three new guests and I'm like, oh, just giving me like seven more hours yeah. of work. But yeah. I'm not going to say no. I'm like, I want you, you, and I want you. So who was the biggest get you've had so far? I mean, I feel like it depends what you mean by biggest. You know what I mean? Like biggest in the housewives world. Who are you most excited about? Yes, you. Just fulfilling your... I feel like there's such an evolution of it because... There's certain people, okay, like I was ecstatic to get like Tamara Judge when I got her. It was like mm-hmm. a two-part. Right. You know, that was like one of the biggest names at that time. But now I've had a now I've had a lot of housewives on. So I mean it's not like, yeah. oh, yeah. like I don't know, am I jaded? Tamara's that was one of my favorite interviews, just because she's been on for like 12 years. She I said know. so much crap <laughs> and she doesn't hold back. So it's kind right. of like, you know what it is? It goes in like spurts. Like I was ecstatic to mm-hmm. get her. And then, I don't know, like, you're always excited when you get someone different. Like, for me, Melissa Rivers, like, Joan Rivers' daughter. Like, wow, yeah. that to me was like, oh, my boy, gosh. Like, that's like a real person. So then I was excited for her. And then, like, Perez Hilton. I'm like, well, Perez right. Hilton is kind of major. Like, so. How is I Perez? I know. What is going on with Perez Good. these days? Perez. We're both, like, we're both old school Perez people. Well, that's the thing. Like, sometimes I get people and I'm like, I don't care if this is a top rated episode. Like, this right. is just, I mean, it should be, but, like, just selfishly, like, I'm just an odd Perez. Like, he went yeah. from whatever to this to, like, a real business. He's, like, the OG yeah. pop right. culture guy. I just remember, so he went to, I went to NYU, and he went to NYU, yeah. I think, the same years. And I remember, I don't know if I was, he was doing it when he was still there or just when, as soon as we graduated, just like the penis in the mouth. Yeah. You know what? Remember yeah. that? That is like old school. Yeah. And I think he's doing his redemption song right now, isn't he? Yeah. Even more old school, though. Did you read the site, The Superficial, ever? Yes. Oh, I yeah. Is that still up? Um, I don't know. I stopped reading it a while ago, but it was my like everyday pop culture for years, starting so in college. Yeah. So like Perez, you know, just sometimes you have... And the thing, like, you talked to, like, Perez, like, Perez has, like, done everything. Like, in a feud with Lady Gaga, but hung out with her. Hung out with Madonna. Hung out with Katy Perry. You're just like, what? Like, (laughs) Or Lindsay Lohan. I mean, he was on, he was boots on the ground for when Lindsay Lohan was going through her troubles. And, like, Amanda Bynes, too. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. So we talked about all that. So that's the thing, like, when Perez comes on, like, you actually can talk about all these people and then you get like yeah. firsthand answers. You're like, this is a great interview. I love yeah. having you here. Because he was hanging out with Paris at one time, totally. right? Yeah. And I read I read that he, who's, whose mom asked him to manage the daughter? It, really? I forget who it was. It was in his book and I don't want to mm-hmm. throw out names. But um, because he used to do it at the Coffee and Bean, right? Yeah. Um. So tell, like, I'm curious to know, like, how you kind of started your whole podcast, all these interviews. Like, you obviously know a lot of these people to begin with. So I just want to know your history. I'm so curious. I mean, so I have a whole different background before this. Like, I went to school. I went to law school. I practiced corporate tax law. Oh, my gosh. What? I know. I know. <laughs> I know. And you're friends with Elise, right? 
I am friends with Elise. She's like a good friend of mine. I love Elise. We do you guys hang out? Yeah, we had dinner at Nobu Fifty Seven like three weeks ago. Me and her. And her oh, husband. we interviewed her a few weeks ago, and she she's amazing. We love her. She's like smart. You know what I mean? She's like too smart for the world mm. of reality. Mm-hmm. TV, really. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like also what she was saying is she loves her fans. She does. Like she's accessible, and you know. I told her there's like a lot of things you could do with this now outside of housewives. Right. It's not just housewives. 100%. Yeah. You know, but anyway, so you started in corporate tax law. <laughs> I did. And then I stopped that. And then I wanted to go like into HR and recruiting. And then I had my own company. And like I worked at like Martha Stewart running HR. So I worked like in-house. Like a oh, lot wow. of companies like running HR. And then... I worked at a bunch of companies that kept merging. And then when my last company merged, I was like, all right, well, I'll figure this out. Like, I don't really want to go do something else right now. And then I just, you know, like, listen, I've always, like you say, like taking it back to like Perez, like I've always liked pop culture and reality TV, like right from the beginning, like the real world, the hills, mm-hmm. the oh, simple yes. life, like the old school reality. Yes. Wait. So when were you watching the real world? What is like your kind of peak? Like, Boston, New Orleans, and then whatever came okay. next. Like I, okay, like Boston when they were in the firehouse. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Montana and yeah. stuff. And yeah, and then New Orleans. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've had some people. I've only had two real world people. I had Eric Knees from the first one. <gasps> what? Eric is. How's he doing? He's interesting. Was that the right? season with Puck? No, that's the very first, first when they lived in the Soho uh, loft. Okay, okay, okay. Eric is so. It, the, yeah, the episode's not even out yet. It's coming out, so there's a spoiler. Um, he's got. You know, he's. Yeah, he's he's interesting. Isn't he into crystals and yes. stuff like that? <laughs> that is to say the least. Is he? Does he? Is he healer or is he just into new age? I think all of the above. Mm. Yeah, and you know, listen, I don't edit most out, so I mean, he has some interesting views on COVID. Okay, he's, there's a lot going on. Like five uh, G situation. There's a lot. And, going and on. let's not forget that. Eric was the host of The Grind. Oh, we talked about it all. We talked about... You talked about The Grind. We went from like... You know, like, listen, so he's somebody that I was really... Because you know what it is? I mean, this sounds awful. Like, after you interview everyone, you do five shows a week, there are definitely people I am more excited to to talk to than others. Mm -hmm. 100%. So Eric, to me, I was interested, A, because it's like the first scene of The Real World, season one, New York... That is it. That is the granddaddy. There was not one yes. reality show, not Survivor. 100%. There was nothing. So, like, this is somebody who has never seen a minute of reality TV before he was on it. Yeah. Even that's Survivor, amazing. all that is after the real world. He is the first model, not influencer, but the model reality yeah. star. Don't you agree? Because yeah. he came in as a model. And he's the one that had the biggest career after the real right. world. Right. But so, I mean, to me, I had so many questions of like, how did you do it? You didn't know what to expect. Like, so it really was raw, natural, real reality. So that was interesting. Right. And then the whole grind thing. And then the thing that he did fall into like drugs and partying and all that. And like, nobody said no. And mm-hmm. he was like addicted to fame. So I had all those type of questions about like, you know, you're young and hot and you're on the grind. Like no one's right. going to say no to you. So yeah. he did fall into drugs. And then how he kind of like, 
fat like fell you know just kind of like found his way and like what did he miss the most like right. was it the money was it the fit we had like a lot like sometimes I like to have deep conversations did you talk about a little show and I I'm again I watched the show and it was about former um like hunks and they were living in a house <laughs> yes. together on yes. VH1 what was that show I called know. and it wasn't even like yes it was I that was on there because I watched that show too. it was like the kid from it Baywatch was, was in it it's from Blue Lagoon yeah it was like, all about how, like they were dying to have fame again yes but he wasn't no. what I read that's how I knew the about the crystals yes Oh, we talked about that. This was like, this was a long interview. We were on for a while. And he was a very open person. Yeah. Do you ever interview someone and they're, because um, I imagine it, because I'm thinking not Erica Jane. I'm not sure if you interviewed her, but you have these reality stars that are able to put out this public persona yeah. and have their lives filmed and they're very closed you off. You can tell it's not everything. Yeah. Do you have, do you get to interview those kind of? I'm trying to think who I have interviewed like that. Who's like yeah, the well, most famous housewife well, I that know. you've yeah. interviewed? Did you do br- Brandy? Well, first of all, to the first question, you interview people <laughs> who are, yeah, like the number one people that come to mind. And this is not a knock because I love them. I would mm-hmm. love to have them back on again. But Heather and Terry Dubrow. <gasps> did they wear matching leather jackets? They did not. <laughs> That's their thing, and though. They were wonderful, but they are so... This is what happened the night before my podcast was released. Something came out in like Hollywood life and it was an interview with Heather. And I was like, they stole my audio. Now that's not possible. What? But I was reading this and Heather's answers to these questions were literally like word for word. Whoa, really? What were said on my podcast that was coming out the next day. Wow. So I'm like, okay, they didn't steal your audio. That's not humanly possible and then it was just literally like they just they just know what they're doing so it's like i don't fault you for that because i i wish that i had you know a gazillion dollars and i was like paying someone and i'm like messy some days i'm like my instagram (laughs) looks gorgeous and other days i look like trash yeah some days i because i get called like this weekend i got called to make comments on jackson britney the fact that so right. like I get called just because of my podcast. and we're interested yeah, we in those about comments. Sure. So I'm pretty good. Like I've come a long way, and like I've gotten myself into trouble, and I don't usually anymore. But like it's not like Heather and Terry. Like I could get sloppy at times and be like, "Oh my god, I was tired," and I said that. But Heather <laughs> and Terry. So that's kind of the answer. Like they were very lovely, but it was just media canned answers, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay. Don't get me wrong. I would take them back tonight on my podcast. Like, mm-hmm. lucky yes, to have them, and they were wonderful. But they're they were the most like we're just answering this and we're promoting our book, and you know, it's canned answers. I don't even know what your other question was. I forgot. It was who's like who's like the the most well known housewife that you've had on your podcast. I'm trying to think. Like Tamara's pretty big. I'm gonna yeah. have like Land Lockin. Mm-hmm. Oh. My gosh, I th- I saw a clip of that. I had Giselle How do you- from Potomac. Giselle, oh my god. How do you digest Leanne? I and that's the thing. So it's like, it's really hard. Like because I know a lot right. of these people in yes. real life. Like I have to say, and I've said this before, I don't, and I don't really understand when people get like this. But like I don't get so like people get like 
just like vile. Like they either love these mm-hmm. people or they hate them mm-hmm. over what they see on the show. And I don't get that. I watch and I have opinions on who I'd like to watch and who I'd like, but it really goes back to like real life. Do you know what I mean? So like to me, I, and then it also, now there's another layer cause now it's business and now it's like, sometimes when you're friends with people, it's even harder to get them to come on your show, yeah. believe it or not. And it's like more work and you're exhausted. Yeah. yeah. I personally really like Leanne as a human being. Like, that's how I judge people. Just one-on-one, I enjoy you. And not just like, I enjoy you, I'm kissing up to you. There's plenty of people I hate in the Bravo world. Mm-hmm. But Leanne is wonderful to me and fun. And so it's like, I don't know what else I need to know. You know, and she's nice. Like, she's a nice human being. Should we talk about Jackson, Brittany, and Dre? I feel like I'm... No, wait. I want to go back to the history because I want to get it. So where were we? You... So I had, had a company gotten out of HR. Right. So like, then I had like a staffing agency and I sold it. And then it's like, I thought... Okay. So then when my last company that I merged that I worked at was an advertising agency and they merged, I was like, I don't think I want another job right now. Like, this is enough. And then I've always been a fan of reality TV and I just had time on my hands and I'm like, I'm just going to meet these people. Like they're not like they're in New York and New Jersey and Long Island. And Mm -hmm. these are local people. You can eventually meet these people. And so like, it was a calculated, like, I'm just going to get to know all these people. Now, mind you, that doesn't happen overnight. It's a lot of like, where are they going to be? And like Instagram and like, it just takes forever. Yeah. I wrote a book on this subject. I don't know when it's coming out. <gasps> I, Excited. I don't think I have become friends with reality TV. <gasps> I love it. Yay. What's it called? What's it called? When do you think it's going to come out? Well, with COVID, I don't know. I don't know. My goal in the new year is like, I need to like start focusing on this and pushing everyone involved and like what's going on. Right. Yeah. You know, I thought it was going to come out in the new year, but like, I mean, like, January, February, but I can tell you that's not happening. Mm. Um, so there's that. So what was my point that I was trying to make? Um, so, right. So I slowly started hanging out with these people, these reality people. And then I was hanging out with them. And I'm like, you know, when they're not filming, because that's when you hang out with them, like off season and all. I was like, there's a lot of things that are happening that if mm-hmm. anyone was watching, like, this is crazy. Yeah, the same people you watch on TV, but I'm seeing like real life shit happen here. Mm -hmm. Stuff that will never be on TV and stuff is really confidential. I would never talk about it, but there's enough non-confidential stuff, which is really fun. You know, like Mm -hmm. this person just did that with that person. I'm like, this is all kind of fun. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how it all started. And I'm like, maybe I should. That's kind of how I started my podcast. I started with a situation where I was in Florida at an event with Dolores Catania from New Jersey, Ramona Singer from New York, and what? Kelly Dodd. What a trio! And Eric Leventhal was there. And then when it was over, Dolores is like, let's go to dinner. And we went to this oh. dinner, and the dinner is exactly what you think. Like, mm-hmm. I bet she's lovely. Oh, Dolores is like the nicest person ever. Yeah. So... I was sitting there and I'm like, this is a comedy of errors. Ramona literally has the drink coming and the food coming before anyone sat down. This is not like for TV. This is actually happening. (laughs) And Kelly and Rick are in their own world. Dolores is like, just get me out of here. I want to go back to the hotel. 
Yeah. And I'm like, okay, if you go back to the hotel, that's fine, but I'm not going with you. I'm staying right here. Mm-hmm. And so it was like that. And I'm like, let me just tell this story on a podcast and see, you know, that's, so that's really why I started my podcast. It was like these stories. And then I started it and people were like, oh my God, this story's hilarious. And I'm like, oh, I have 800 other stories that I could tell you about. And so that's kind of how it started. Okay, so you started with your own stories and then you started bringing on guests. Well, I started like two days a week. Monday was a story, Wednesday was a guest. Monday was a story, Wednesday was a guest. I called upon like Lori Cooper, Dorinda's realtor. I'm very good friends with her. So I started with like people that I knew. And then from there, the show started picking up heat and then COVID started taking. So I'm like, before you knew it, there was a waiting list a little bit. So I'm like, let me go to three days a week. Mm-hmm. And then it just, it just kind of snowballed. And I'm like, then I was at four days a week. And I was like, what's the difference between four days and five days? And I'm yeah. like, just do five days. And I was having people call me and say, when is my episode coming out? I recorded three months mm-hmm. ago, which is not ideal. Like people yeah. are always like, why are you putting this episode out two months later? And I'm like, first of all, TV works the same way. You know, just what happens with the Kardashians yeah, when yeah. the show comes out because you heard about it. So there's nothing I can do. But I was more stressed about people that I would record and not put out mm-hmm. than being like, where's my next show? So once you get to that point, you're like, I should just go to five days a week. Yeah. And like yeah. since then, for the past several months, I've been fighting. Like, please, please just forget about me. Everyone just forget <laughs> about me and just let me get all these episodes out. And it just doesn't happen. Each week when I'm like, I have this many back episodes, I'm going to get it down to this. It doesn't matter. By the time Friday comes around, I'm like, if you put five episodes out a week and you record 10, you're like, I'm getting a deeper into this hole every week. So, but as far as my stories, I now have Patreon. So now the way okay. I can justify it is, and this, is going to sound obnoxious, but it's not meant to sound obnoxious. <laughs> but Patreon, it's kind of like, if you want to hear my stories, yeah. if you want to hear what really happened about why Dorinda was fired and what I know and all this stuff, I'm not talking about this shit for free no more. So you can go to my Patreon. No. And yeah. mind you, you can pay 4 6 or $9 a month. So I don't want to, not, we're not talking 900 or 90 no. So like, I still have these stories and I'm like, there's just no point on, there's no place left on the main feed to talk about them. So I talk about like this weekend, I did like a recap of Salt Lake City and I know some of the girls from Mm -hmm. there. So I'm like, you know, you don't have to listen to my stories about Salt Lake City, but I know some behind the scenes dirt and here was where we're going to talk. Oh my God. I want, I'm like so curious now. So like I kind of separate the two and like I still do my stories on Patreon just because like that's a great separation. It's kind of like, it's like an after show. It's like a behind the scenes. And I also talk about like a lot of the interviews behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. like in the new, in the new year, I'm doing my first show on Patreon in the new year is like a top 10 behind the scenes interviews from 2020. Like not, Mm. not the interviews, not what you heard, but like behind the scenes, like what happened before the interview, who called me after freaking out, Interesting. at me to take things down. Like all the, I'm going to rank my 10 favorite human beings, like to your question that I met or interviewed during 2020, not the interviews. And yes, that's going to raise the question and everybody is going to want a top 10 show of the most horrific human beings. And I'll do that 
too, because I can already tell you I know who's at the number top of that list, and we don't need to get into that today. Oh my gosh! So okay. like, so who are who are you dealing with? Are you dealing with their um, press people? Or are you dealing with them one on one? Usually, like, it's all over the place. It's mm-hmm. like sometimes one on one, other times press. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like a real business. Like people don't realize yeah i bet you know like a lot of listeners are like you didn't ask this you didn't ask this i'm like right well maybe there's a reason i don't need to justify myself to you thank you you can have your own show yeah but, you know yeah, that's the thing. exactly so a lot of times it's them a lot of times it's the publicist you will get like i've had to speak to people before mm-hmm. they say yes and numerous times like the first time it happened yeah. so it's like i've learned a lot within a year you know of like oh yeah i mean anytime someone's like can we speak beforehand? That's usually not so bad. It usually turns out better than I like for mm-hmm, yeah. Catherine Edwards on from Beverly Hills. Yeah. And before now we become really good friends. Like she's one of my favorite guests. But before she came on, she's like, I need to speak to you on the phone. And I'm like, this is obvious. She's gonna tell me I'm not allowed to mention the words OJ. Like it's very simple. I don't even yeah, write. Yeah, yeah. It turned out it was like not even. She's like, you just can't ask me if you think if, if I think OJ's guilty or not. I'm okay. like, okay, well, I never would have asked you that because Andy Cohen asked her that on Watch What Happened. Oh, uh, wow. And she's and like, I'm never wow. letting that happen she's again. She's like, what? But, yeah. Right. But other than yeah. that, she's, she's like, you can ask me everything you want about OJ. I'm like, oh. So anytime someone <laughs> wants to talk, it right. actually turned out better than I thought. But that's the yeah. thing. So it's like publicists, agents, themselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of times you have a like, you cannot ask about the following things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so before we get into some of the like current Bravo stuff, because our podcast is focused on family karma, and you have like mm-hmm. the richest history along with Deanna of all reality TV. <sighs> Here we are with this first all Indian American cast on Bravo. Right? What did you think of the show? Why haven't we had an Indian housewife yet? Go. <laughs> well, and many things. First of all, I. I think I might be having someone from Family Karma coming up on my show. Yay! The That's only awesome. reason, not that this wasn't even your question, the only reason I haven't had someone on is like, you know, those people followed the rules for the most part. And mm-hmm. so 100%. that's the problem. I mean, that's the problem is, I mean, my biggest problem is with people that are currently still on Bravo. Yeah, right. Bravo is a royal pain in the ass. Yes, and we, and we have, can attest yeah. to that. We can attest to that. And let me just tell you something. I deal with other networks, EMTV. Mm-hmm. Bravo's the right. worst. This isn't yeah. like an all network right. suck. They're the worst. They're worse than Netflix. Even. Yeah. No, we've had all of Indian matchmaking. They're all They're like right. totally down. Totally. And that's the thing. I don't think like what you're saying is like people think doing a podcast is really easy, right? Right. And or getting guests or asking these questions, you know, um, like Brene Brown says, people are in the cheap seats, kind of. Um, yeah. Saying how you should run your life. <laughs> right. Um, like, totally. oh, and that's you had Max and Brett from Vanderpump Rules on and you didn't ask right. about the racist tweets. Well, right. I listen and I'm not an asshole. And this was this wasn't even them. This was Brett and Max themselves saying, yeah, like, right. I will come on your podcast. I'm not asking Bravo, but do me a favor, like please don't bring this up and when it's over we can talk off the air and I'll tell you all my thoughts on it, which we did. So yeah. I'm not an asshole. Like I'm not I'm not going to br- I mean listen, I'm not I don't play that game. Like I'm not going to bring it up when I said I wasn't. It's just that. Mm-hmm, so right. like, 
Right. From the cheap seats, it's great that you're a spectator telling us how to do this. It's not easy. So there is someone now from Family Karma who is not, doesn't seem to be involving Bravo. And I'm certainly not going to bring that up. Okay. So, I mean, you know, that's how you get people currently on Bravo. But even when I had people, so the way I get people that are currently on Bravo is they just are like, yeah, I'm not asking permission. Fuck that. Yeah. But like yeah, lately, at least, lately yeah. though, the majority of them, like there's this shift. I there's I think there's like warnings and I think people are warned by Bravo more because it's it's gotten worse. Yeah. Because yeah. I've had people that are even like, Yeah, let's involve Bravo. And I mean, I I'm on the emails where they're like, We want to go on David's podcast. We are friends. Right. We yeah. We know him. We want to do this. We're doing it. But and, and they're like, no. Happen. Yeah. Okay. So that's the thing with my experience with most of the family karma people. I'm sure you guys right. Right. Like they, totally. They are worried about getting in trouble. And I mean, what am I gonna do? Be like, fuck I mean, I'm not gonna force you, but yeah. they, they mm-hmm. all want to ask permission. And I'm like, ugh. And everything why? is so under wraps. I'm like they're obviously filming season two. Like, right? They no announcements. The cast can't say anything about it officially. Like, and I'm just like, you, come on. And mind you, what I don't first of all, the ratings for all Bravo shows lately are down. So let's just start with that. Mm-hmm. Second of all, mm-hmm. the ratings for Family Karma were no great shakes. It wasn't like a huge hit. Yeah. So why wouldn't you want these people? out there. to pro- to promote it exactly right and i even put in writing to bravo like i know how this works there's no breaking the fourth wall we're not talking about right. producers i'm not talking because that's really what they care about they don't care if you right. trash your castmates they care if you say well, when we were filming they want everyone to think it's like a real it's real yeah so i'm like right. we're not gonna break the fourth wall i don't want spoilers i don't want to know what happens in seven episodes it still doesn't work but but I really liked Family Karma. Like, I don't see any reason why. Like, I can't even think of any reason why I didn't like it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I found it mm-hmm. very, like, I really liked it. Yeah. Why? What do you, like, do you feel people don't? I mean, I don't think the ratings were huge. Because there was a whole, like, is it coming back or not coming back? The ratings, and I think a lot of people are discovering it later in quarantine, too. Because we're getting a lot of fans reaching out to us. So it's like, oh, I yeah. just binged Family Karma. Which is, like, happens to a lot of, like, the Shit's Creek. Which I'm not saying Family Karma is, like, Shit's Creek. But the quarantine's kind of doing well. Look at like you. Show, I think I just had an actress on from you that show on on Lifetime. Oh yeah, exactly. And then like it had forty three million people watching on Netflix, and now it's coming back for season three. Yeah, well, I think also Family Karma started literally when COVID hit, and we all went into lockdown, and everyone was like, whatever. So I think there was that too. I mean, and it was only like, and also Bravo. I'm sorry, they didn't do any promotion for the show beyond airing it like they really slacked on promotion Andy never had any of the cast on watch what happens live like it was kind of like do you think that part of the reason why is because everything was so up in the air when it started like Andy got COVID when did Andy get COVID yeah during the show's filming I think and I mean yeah airing airing. and so no, I think I think they filmed season one being like, this is going to be a one season show because that's the way it framed. It was eight up ep- eight episodes. It ended with like a happy ending. Everyone's storylines were tied bow. up in a little bow just in case it wasn't going to come back. And then I think since then they've had like 
people have reached out and been like, we like this show and we want to see season two. Is that what it is? Or is it COVID like, we don't know where else our shows are coming from? It could be that, that too. See, it could be both. And yeah. Beverly Hills is on hold for two weeks and we had issues with like Dallas filming because of COVID and everything else. And yeah, Housewives is down and where's our next show coming? I mean, it doesn't matter, right? It's back. That's all that counts. Well, it's also like they need more diversity on the network and here's a diverse cast that's non-white and is the only show on reality TV that has a significant number of Indian mm. Americans on it. So what about now? I mean, I have not watched it. I don't know when I'll watch it. What about Bollywood? Lines? So we have, we're starting to recap it. We've only watched the first couple episodes and I mean, it's huge in India, number one in India. So, you know, viewership mm-hmm. there is like insane. Um, and it's good. It's like, I think it's trying a the little trailer bit. trailer makes it look great. I think it's trying a little too hard to be like the American Housewives. Like and Salt not like, mm, yeah. Oh, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. I like Salt Lake City, but I think they're all trying too hard. Some more than others. Like yeah. Jen. Uh, Jen is the what number you- one who's trying too hard. And I just think we as an audience are smarter now. That's yeah, we I know. Like, I brought this up on another podcast the other day and they were like, oh, wow, we never saw that. But now we can't really watch her the same anymore. Like, It's just my right. take. I, I don't I think all these women are trying too hard. Like they want well, the, this so yeah. bad and they want to be famous. Yeah. That they're trying. And they've seen it normal. so many. They've seen the formula. They've seen what works. That's why like. I love the begin the first seasons of Beverly Hills so much because right. it, they're so green and they're so like innocent in a way and it's just not the same. So, I mean, that's sad. Well, and I think that's a difficult thing with Vanderpump right now because it's like, what is the trajectory right now in Vanderpump? None. And do you believe, maybe you're not allowed to say, do you believe that uh, Jax and Brittany weren't, invited no, back I or do you think this. I got it. I spoke out in the media this weekend there's a quote somewhere online from me I just posted on my Instagram I think they are 100% were fired yeah yes 100% it's like who leaves a job making $250,000 right. a year and your wife makes I don't know 80,000 whatever yeah probably, something like that whatever it is when you have a baby on the way because the only people that have really left are like um Bethany, which this is Housewives yeah. and LVP, who yeah. left on their Although, own. Technically, you could argue that LVP was fired for not coming to the reunion. Right, right, right. But that's that's a check, you know, and they don't need the check. Yeah, I mean, I just don't like I don't care if you hate your job. Yeah, like, you're going to go to work because you're making like six figures and you have a baby. Yeah, and, right. I mean, then it begs the issue of like, right. I mean, I don't know, like, does Jax realize, like, there's no real job after this for a while? (laughs) So either you get it and you hold on for dear life or you really believe the hype and you think that you are special and there's, yes, they can, will probably be on marriage boot camp. No joke. That's where they're probably Right, no, yeah. But it's not like Jax is A-list enough, like, to be on Dancing with the Stars. Like, that's not going to happen. So... Or, or beloved enough. Right. No, like people maybe fucking another, hate Like him. a celebrity big brother, maybe. Like Brandy was on there, Candy. Maybe 
CBS Celebrity Big Brother. Will I take can't him. believe Candy was on. It's there. shocking. Yes, that's because Candy doesn't need any of this. They probably gave her a good check just to go for four weeks. There's the element of money, and then there's the element of just wanting to be in the spotlight in any way possible. And Jax will take whatever is thrown at him. I'm convinced. Yeah, I think He's- Candy. It's just about the money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they must have given her, but J- Jax, yeah, will take something. Like I don't think Jax will never be on our TVs again. I think he will be, but it's gonna be like the other situation, like a like you know what I mean. Like he'll get stuff, but never a check like Vanderpump Rules. I don't think. No, no, no. Well, I I think people think like when they're on one show and they have a certain number of followers, that's it. Like there's now gonna be Jax and Brittany like pregnant, right. like on E or. US, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't, you don't get shunned and then get picked up. Like, I, I it's interesting because the only thing I can compare this to is like, like, just like, you know, if you've lived long enough, um, you see like boy bands or like that, you see like a 98 degrees, let's say. And I know I'm aging myself 100%. <laughs> and kind of that era is, it was like there was sync and there was Backstreet Boys, right? And then there was like all these layers, like, I can't even name all the members of 98 Degrees. And it's like you're on top of the world and you think you can do anything. And then what are those guys from 98 Degrees doing other than Nick Lachey and Nick Lachey's brother? Yeah. <laughs> we don't even of, know. You know Lachey from Dancing with the Stars. Yes. You know, you know, like Tiffany or Debbie Gibson. Again, 100% aging myself. You're at top of the world. And then it's like. Well, Debbie Gibson at least has her Lifetime movies. Mm-hmm. She does. She goes. She she does some yes. of those. But I, I okay. I didn't know that. Your point is well taken. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I don't understand. I talk about this on my show all the time because I ask every single person if they were fired, and like none of them. Like if it were me and I were Jax, I would issue a statement saying like I just want to let you know like I was terminated, mm-hmm. and this like kind of like Teddy did. Like Te- I was going to yeah. say Teddy did that. Yeah. And it's like, we don't, you know, I'm just putting this out there. I just want to let you know that I was terminated and guess what? I've been fired from a lot of other jobs in my life mm. and I'll probably be fired from a lot more if I ever work again. And you know, this is how much I was paid. And cause I would just be at that point, like fuck Bravo. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't leave this. And you know, instead of talking about this the next five days, there's nothing to talk about. This is mm-hmm. the exact truth of what happened. Like I was fired. Like the call came at this hour. This is how long it was. I would give you <laughs> all the details. And now if you want to talk about my statement, go ahead. But there doesn't need to be any more mystery. And I don't know why people. Jax isn't smart enough. Jax isn't smart That's enough. The thing. He doesn't. He's not like he calculated or understands the game enough. He just he's been like Vanderpump is his whole thing. And he's just like, OK, now what's next? Well, Tamara talking about Tamara Judge. Tamara said she was fired, right? I mean, we talked about it on my podcast. You never even on my podcast. It is a two parter. Mm-hmm. It was never like. Like, she says it and she doesn't say it. She says, well, because, I mean, I agree with you. But then she'll say, well, they wanted me back in a limited role. Oh, like as a friend. Okay. So like, really limited role for, like, two episodes or something. And I chose not to do that. I'm like, okay, so this doesn't seem like you're actually saying you were fired. It seems like there's an out. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the answer I get when I ask 98% right. of housewives – there's like some technicality. I'm like, so you're you're 
between us, like you're kind of saying that, but you're not really. <laughs> and I'm not knocking Tamara. It's like they just answer. And then I'm like, now I'm going to move on because mm-hmm. like you're on my show and like I don't want you to hang up. No. And 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 another thing that I just because we're talking about the what you think um, people should do, because we do see a lot of Bravo celebrities in this, um, you know, you're Situation. not if you're not fired, you're ask you're going into a friend role. Would you recommend because you know a lot about these people's careers? Would you recommend them doing a Vicky? And if you're not asked back as a permanent role, doing a friend role, or would you recommend them kind of blowing it all up and then trying for a marriage boot camp or like whatever, whatever? It's so like I think my gut answer is I would not recommend a friend role. Like, let me put it this way: I think the only way a friend role works is if you really just have to be out of it. Like you have to take yourself out of it, not Mm -hmm. care anymore and just be Mm -hmm. like, I don't care. I'm not going to get angry and I'm not going to, it's not going to get to my core because it's over. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I am laughing every day going to the bank. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So, but that is a hard thing for most people to do like mm-hmm. you know what I mean like Heather Thompson is now coming back to New York as like I a know friend. what about Luann though I give credit to Luann I say this all the time that yeah. I think at the end of the next New York season I think Sonia and Ramona are going to be fired and I everyone so. says I think, to me yeah. why not Luann I'm like Luann does if you watch Luann like her things in life have been about her like arrest. Luann doesn't really get down and take this personal. And that's like, Luann is really one of the people who's done this whole thing right. Despite, you know, mm-hmm. arrested and all this other stuff. But <laughs> she doesn't, like, you don't see her slinging the mud on the blogs. And she's like, probably like, I don't fucking care. Give me my fucking yeah. check. And like, what the fuck do I care? Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was even before the cabaret. So everyone who's like, well, what does Luann bring to the show? I'm like, the fact that you don't think she brings more than the other two is why she's going to stay. Well, and I think there's something with the young girls, you know what I mean? Right. She don't care. Yeah. She does think in a way she's, she's not Switzerland. She's a jaded Switzerland. You know what I mean? It's like, um, cause she will sit down and talk. And I, I think the thing that I appreciate that the other girls aren't giving right now on the show is her relationship with Leah yeah. yeah. Is not push and pull. You know, it's it seems like really symbiotic. Yeah. And Luann brings that uptown um etiquette or whatever that we want and is ready to get down go downtown and stuff. Yeah. So I mean I think if like like look at like I had Marlo Hampton on my podcast who's always Marlo Do you think Marlo will get or oh, did we decide if Marlo's getting a peach? Because no. I haven't watched She said last, on my she's podcast, gonna... she's like, it's never gonna happen. There's someone at Bravo who doesn't like me. I mean she said that. Oh, but, interesting. But she also said on my podcast, she's like, David, I'm good. Like I get a check. Like so yeah. I think someone like Marlo makes a good salary all these years. hundred percent. And you know, the money's probably not as good, but it's probably really good considering how many episodes because then you get paid usually per episode of how many episodes you're in so some i mean she's in granted she never was a full-time cast member so it is a little different you know what i mean she never went but i think to your point luann did it perfectly and that she still showed up with no chip on her shoulder Mm -hmm. and then whereas vicky tried i mean i love vicky as a person in Mm -hmm. real life like vicky and i have a wonderful relationship She's like a total class act, but like, it's almost like you need to do soul searching. So of course, Vicky mm-hmm. was 
angry. Of course you were. You know what I mean? And like, what did you think in the end? Of course you'd be called out to just sit on the couch for five minutes. That's how it works when you're a friend. So I think mm -hmm. like you really just need to be like, I could either make zero or I can make whatever they're paying. And can I really be okay with checking my ego at the door if I take the friend role? But I think for the most part, most people should just turn their back and walk away. Unless mm -hmm. you really can pull your shit together, which I don't think Vicky ever had a chance. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. the fact that she, it didn't end well, doesn't shock me. Okay, I want to go back to another question that I asked before. Yeah. because About the Indian housewife? Yeah, like, do you see that in all the people you've met, have you ever met someone or know of one of the franchises that could bring one on? Well, I think they all could bring one on. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think... Look, I think we started with Garcelle, right? And now we have Ebony in New York. Mm -hmm. And now, I mean, everyone's making such a big deal about Crystal Kong and Beverly Hills mm -hmm. being Asian. I don't know why no one's, like, speaking about Tiffany Moon in Dallas. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think it's heading there. Do you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. look at Salt Lake. Like, they got it right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I think any franchise could do it, really. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, I can't see one that couldn't. Do you think they've tried and maybe not had success? Because coming from an Indian American background, like, I talk about a lot how, like, shows like The Bachelor or things where, like, in reality TV where you need to, like, show some not so flattering parts of yourself or like sexual things or whatever on TV is like very against our culture in many ways, like what's acceptable or what you'd even be comfortable doing. So I wonder if maybe Bravo has tried to get some Indian housewives on and they've refused because they don't want to show too much. Yeah. I, I mean, there could have been, although I don't think that, this initiative and like, I don't know if they were necessarily so casting a wide net. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like to your point, yes, but not really. Yeah. Like, I think this initiative now is really now, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. think with Garcelle now it's like a thing of like, okay, we need to do this for all of our franchises. Right. Yeah. In some yeah. way, you know, like, so now Crystal and Beverly Hills and like Salt Lake, so I don't know. But I think it's time, right? I mean, mm -hmm. like the thing is, it could be on any show. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there are so many Indian women in all of these locations, I am sure, that fit the bill of yeah. over-the-top personality, well-off, somehow connected to these groups. Yeah. It's kind of like, why not? Yeah, yeah. And like to your point, where do you then draw the line? I just hope that they're not like, well, we have family karma. So we've checked that box of South Asian culture. And now it doesn't matter. But I'm like, like in New York City, are you kidding me? Like, please. Right. <laughs> I right. mean, and it, it's just like they're just now introducing, you know, people of color into all of these all white casts. And so, right. yeah, I think you're right. Hopefully we will get there and like we will have representation across all like different backgrounds. I but mean, that would be nice. I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to make all the shows more interesting. Like I... I like really dumb. Well, especially, you know, as, and I know they're changing this in New York. You know, Ramona runs 
and I'm sorry if you're friends with Ramona, but Ramona runs her mouth. She runs her mouth. She's racist. Sorry. She she has, (laughs) she says things that aren't right. And I think, you know, this season, next season, it's going to be interesting as a viewer because I think we're, she's not going to be able to do that. Right. And so rumor is, I don't know how, that she's, Getting along with Ebony and Bershawn. Because mm-hmm. she's minding her P's and Q's. And even Elise says, you know, Elise, Elise says when we she talk doesn't to her, think Ramona's racist. And I think maybe, like, I'm not going to say she's racist. I'm going to say Ramona doesn't understand anti racism. Yes. You know, like, she doesn't right. understand the Black Lives Matter movement in the way that most of us hopefully have. I don't think Sonia does either, though. Who does? I don't think Sonia does either. Oh, no, no. They don't have to. They don't have to engage with it. I mean, I've talked about this before. Like, Ramona gets so much, and I'm not friends with Ramona, nor am I sticking up for Ramona. But right, I don't understand how, I mean, to not know her is another story, but, you know, Sonia's cute and fun and stuff on the show, but... I don't understand how Sonya gets just a free pass. Like if everyone <laughs> right. really focuses, she's just as bad. Yeah, right. I know. And and I mean, in a lot of in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways. And I think I think the infuriating thing after a lot of things were infuriating after talking to Elise is how much production stands behind Ramona. Ramona, because you know, Elise even said that. Ramona told production that she didn't want Elise on Watch What Happens Live. We covered that on my podcast. She was, yeah, it's off. And she was, it was, it was canceled, you know? And, and so like, I know we talked, you know, we've talked about how Ramona and Sonia will probably be fired, but like, I could see them. I I mean, I could see them living another day though. It wouldn't be so shocking. Right. Right. Yeah. That would be really shocking if they did get fired. I think. I just think like, it's like it's enough. I mean, it's not even like from put the race like all that aside for a minute. Like, right? It's just it's like when you let Vicky and Tamara go. It was just time for something. It was new. time. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, like with Ebony there, Ebony and Leah, it's gonna feel like a whole nother show by the end of it. That's now. right. It's yeah. gonna be like now we have two people, and like I've said before, Luann is gonna blend. She's gonna blend. Yeah, Luann could go. Like, everyone wants to know why Luann's gonna have a job. Luann is just like blends, blends, blend. Just go with the flow. Yeah, add add the humor. She adds some humor. Luann's gonna be fine. I just think like. The show to be different and new. I, I, I've said this before too. I think Dorinda saved Ramona's job. Period. I'm not so sure Dorinda would have been fired if a lot of things went different. And I think Ramona would have been. Fired. Can you expand on that? Now I'm curious. Well, I think that Dorinda was a certain way all season, mm-hmm. which this was on my Patreon episode where I talked about this behind the scenes with producers and whatnot, like. If you ask people at the end of the season, people that work at like producers, who they would all say like Dorinda's a fucking nightmare this season to work with. Yeah. There's no talking about Ramona. Everyone was like, I'm just keep that in the back of your mind. That's not what. But then she does all this and that's the way the world works. Then like the world is Mm -hmm. changing too. and We don't need this type of. But I really think when she came to the reunion and she doubled down, that was the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If she Mm -hmm. came and like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And now we're like, 
well, now I want to watch Dorinda. Now I don't know what Dorinda's going to be like next season because she's a whole different person. Like, I I did this. I was going through something. I watched this back all season. I am mortified. Yeah. I am, mm-hmm. look at me, I'm calm. And, like, then everyone's like, what is Dorinda going to be like next season? And I, I think Ramona would have lost her job. I do. Dorinda, the thing with Dorinda, and maybe that's why I, like, hated watching it so much, is that her vitriol last season was so real. It was tough. It was so real, though. It was, like, actually going on for her to be that awful. It's real. And it's like, wow. Like, ask her what she thinks about me. Nothing good. What did she say about you? She just, you know, she's that's how she is in real life. And, like, I, I don't, you know, you can't, like, she's just awful yeah i mean that it was like i want her to get help like i really do i'm glad she's taking a break i want her to come back but i want her to like get some real help because it's not okay it's not okay and that's why it's just like people put like certain like housewives on a pedestal and you're like this Mm -hmm. person's a miserable human being like Mm -hmm. so take them off your tv and like everything like in reality they're miserable like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you shouldn't idolize this person you should want them to get help and i mean ramona and sonia i would say the same thing it just didn't like it wasn't as in your face the whole season but like there's issues going on there too Right. For sure. No, so. I agree. And so I don't know. I mean, like, what is everyone going to be back in New York? They're going to invite the whole cast back. Like, they never do that. So Leah's not going to go anywhere yet. No, and, no. And Ebony's not going to go anywhere yet for mm-hmm. a lot of reasons. And then we are left with three people. Yeah. So right. This, let's go down the list. It's not going to be Luann. And I don't know how you choose between Ramona and Sonia. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like yeah, it's just they're a package deal. Like Vicky and Tamara. Well, I think something that's getting old too that is really representative of the new guard is, and I know they're not going to be traveling, but you know how like it's always like Ramona is like fighting. O- no one wants to see Ramona fight over the best room. <laughs> you know, or calling. I'm just saying it's representative of... Or ordering people around, yeah. like waiters and whatever. You know, yeah. It's not you know cute. What it is? It's just like the world has changed. So, I mean, look, all the housewives numbers are down. My theory right. is that I don't know like, why would numbers be down in COVID? Yeah. Why, why do you think I it is? Know. I just think it's that we want a different type of reality show. Yeah. That's honestly what I think. Listen, I'm not knocking housewives. It's still like my life. Like I'm not. I just think right. there's a lot of reality shows that are drama or like staged situations. But I think the real old, it's like it's almost like tone deaf now. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So now. Well, look at O.C., I mean, like OC is gonna gonna die. It's it's the only all white cast left. This is the first season I haven't watched because I can't. Apparently, the rumor is that they're looking for diversity there now too. Well, they have to. And I think Kelly Dodd. No offense, and I know you're friends with Kelly Dodd. I think they need to change the whole cast. Kelly Dodd needs to go. Um, Shannon needs to go. I think Kelly and Shannon are gonna. That's my prediction for there. I think they're both going. 
I think they should change the whole cast personally. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, except Bronwyn. I think we need to, I th- I would be into, and again, I haven't watched this season. You want more Bronwyn. Well, I think it's like, I'm interested in her journey. Cause I don't think we've had a, we haven't had a lesbian in the housewives yet. Yeah. Which is crazy. That's the thing. Like I've been saying that for a long time. So I'm like, now we by default do. Well, what do you think about Vanderpump? And I know we're kind of wrapping up, but this is kind of the last thing. Yes. Vanderpump LVP stands for one thing and she's promoting another thing on her show. And I think that needs to go. When it comes to like LGBTQ, for sure. Like just LGBTQ representation in, and I know Pump, I think, closed down. So that's not even, you know, they they flaunt the pride parade every Mm -hmm. year. And then they treat Billy like shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They treat Billy's disposable, Mm -hmm. apparently. So what do you think needs to be done in that rebranding situation? I mean, I think they... Well, first of all, I don't even know. I mean, I think Bravo is just like, we're not sure when this is coming back, if at all. Like, if I think at all, yeah. Mm-hmm. So many key players have been fired now. Like, they tried to bring new people on that, like, blew up in their faces. Like, it's like they'd have to complete. I think they need a new cast if they want to continue. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not interested in Charlie or whatever. No, no. And, like, no one's interested now in, like, Tom and Tom and Ariana. And Tom. No. It's like, you need, I, I've said before, I think you should move Sheena to Vegas and have her go straight out <gasps> Vanderpump Vegas and take Peter with her. I mean, I don't. Peter. Peter. Peter's fine. Just, right, he's, like, he's fine. Take him. But Sheena needs to go. Not to move, but it needs to be like Vanderpump right. Vegas. You want the premise? Vanderpump Vegas is in trouble. Yeah. You know, the staff sucks and they need Sheena to come in and as the manager, like whip the staff into shape and go to Vegas and cast all the... David, this is this is genius. This is the show. And cast a bunch of young, hot things and fine get peter in there to do the bar yeah and set it in vegas man and and then it's like a new show we're not in la we're not the same restaurant that works we're going to strip clubs maybe yeah. in vegas we're getting in the seedy parts of we vegas need the messy early 20s crowd back right and sheena now is not crazy party sheena she's like serious yeah business like that would work right that but she's works. still she's still messy enough herself, even at oh, yeah. at any age, to oh, like yeah. make good right. TV. I mean, yeah. that works. It it doesn't work. They really, I've said this before. They really should have had two shows. They should have had a brand new show with not mm-hmm. one person that we know working at Sir. And they should have just done a like we all live down the street from each other in these houses and yeah. done the old OGs. That would have been better. What's the deal with Vanderpump dogs? Like, is that happening? It's is that be, happening? It's going to be on, like, Peacock streaming. It's like, okay. Oh. Yeah. It's, okay, so it's not yeah, even. Exactly. Let's talk about Lisa as the last thing. Do you think she is, like, what, do you think she's, like, shaking in her boots right now? Maybe. I don't know. I think anyone that really thought that they were untouchable, this is like a wake up call. Totally. 100%. Do we think Kyle is untouchable? And I know we keep trying to end. (laughs) No, I think Kyle is another one who has gotten too big for herself. And I think she was quaking in her boots when Kathy got on. Probably. I'm so interested to see. Bringing Kathy on is so smart. I love it. So smart. Kathy just like polarizes things. So Kyle can't get left of whatever, right of whatever. 
She is the big sister role yeah. I could see coming into Beverly Hills. Yeah, she'll just be like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> and also, Kathy yeah. doesn't need the money. So she doesn't, Kathy she doesn't, doesn't need, need the, the money. Fame. She doesn't no. need the fame. Definitely so she's not. already famous. People know Kathy Hilton. And she isn't searching for the fame. And she doesn't need the paycheck. So no. that's when you just don't care. You'll show up and tell it like it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if Kathy gets a bad edit, she'll walk out. If she doesn't like the way it goes, yes. she'll back. So I don't think yes. she's really, I think we're going to get like a very authentic Kathy. Yeah. Right? 100%. I hope so. Yeah, and I love Kathy. Like, and they all have COVID now. I just love it. It's so good. <laughs> it's going to be. So like then that delays things by two weeks. And so that's what I mean. Like, you know. But yeah, they're very hush-hush about family karma and the filming and all that. And Yeah. And we're know. just like, help help us help you, you know? Like, yeah. right. we are here to promote this show. And like, you know, I have high hopes for season two, though. Like, I think there has been a lot of interest, and I think that if they do better promotion, it will it will take off. So I think if there's not a lot of new stuff and all this, they're gonna have no choice. Yeah, but to really be like, we need to be behind this and Mm -hmm. give it this push. Yeah, because it was. uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't really know anyone that watched it that didn't like it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and it's so like Deanna and I talk all the time about how different. It is from other Bravo shows like it's just the storytelling and everything is just a little bit. It's a different story. And like the characters and it's multi-generational, it's multi-generational yeah. and you don't hate everyone on the cast. That's what I mean. It's like you kind of want like stories like that's what I mean. Like you want like stories now mm-hmm. versus like drama yeah and you still well, it's like drama, it's like yeah like necessarily crave the drama yeah i don't think so okay so let's go where to find you so okay so you can find me you can listen to the behind the velvet robe podcast on apple spotify anywhere else podcasts are found it is literally five days a week interviews with a different person every day 90 percent bravo 10 percent non-bravo like Perez and we do cover all these other shows the hills Jersey Shore all that so behind the velvet rope or on Instagram behind velvet rope there's no that at behind velvet rope so listen if you want to hear interviews with all of your favorite Bravo Lebs awesome Andy Cohen watch out (laughs) it's been so wonderful to chat with you we'll do this again come on I'm home thank you so much David keep in touch you guys are awesome yeah we will we will (laughs) 